0: Welcome to our Meet the Parents podcast, the show where we share stories from everyday life to help with the ups and downs of parenting. We'll have honest conversations as together we explore everyday faith in our homes. Be sure to follow us on your favourite podcast provider or you can check out the video version on YouTube. All show notes and episodes can be found at livingrock.church forward slash meet the parents.
1: I'm Alex and I'm Lisa and we have three children aged between 15 and 20 and we know the experiences of parenting are different for everybody and we want to hear from other families with things that they've tried, tested, failed and succeeded at. Together we want to learn how God wants us all to grow a family that loves him and this podcast is the place where we're going to explore that wonderful variety.
0: Absolutely. And today we're going to chat about um, how we can help our additional needs children connect with God because God's made us all really special and unique and he has a great plan for all of our lives and we're delighted to have Abby and Stefan here who are going to chat to us more about how we can do that from their own experiences and share their wisdom with us, so thanks. So hi Abby and
1: Stefan, thank you so much (laughs) for coming, it's really good to have you. And... um, Could you tell us a little bit about yourselves, your family, and uh, your children, how old they are? And, key thing, we ask everybody this question. If there was one parenting superpower that you would like, what would it be?
2: Well, I'm Stefan. I'm Abby. And between us, we have Oriana, who is our child. Uh, And we also foster Byron. And we've got a little dog called Pipsy. (laughs)
3: Yeah, Ariana's five and she has Down syndrome, so that's kind of like our link with the Additional Needs community. Brilliant. What's
0: your superpower guys?
1: Go on Stefan, you go (laughs) first. Uh,
2: My superpower would just be speed for tidying because it (laughs) takes too long sometimes. Tidying and and cleaning or just tidying? Just tidying because the kids like to destruct everything and just tip it all out so if you can just whip round. Yeah. Okay, my,
1: my thing with that when our kids were little was books that had puzzles in every page. Oh. And they'd go through and each, each you know, 10 pages, six, 6 to 9 to 12 pieces per page. That was a lot. <laughs> they went on the top of the wardrobe where the kids couldn't reach them and they never came down. Yeah, so, so, <laughs> so, so. But yeah, I kind of, yeah. <laughs> and what about you, Annie?
3: Well, I want to be able to have 9 hours worth of sleep mm. in just 30 minutes. Yeah. Because I think that would bring me two benefits. Yeah. The first, obviously, being that I wouldn't be tired. And the second, imagine how much more time I would have. And also time while everyone else is asleep. Yeah. Just to like, potter around and do say, my things. Rest, and you wouldn't do more? My, well, I could yeah. do maybe like restful, nice things, like yeah. reading books or watching TV shows or you know just stuff that you just don't really have time for all the time. Um, so, yeah, I would like to be able to fit in a full nine-hour sleep in 30 minutes. Yeah. I think that'd be. That's I don't know if these are superpowers you no, can read about in any children's novels or anything, but. No, yeah, I, it, I used to pray you could get double the sleep
0: in half the time. Oh, Yeah, <laughs> I've been there.
1: It's whatever yes. you want it to yeah. be, whatever <laughs> you want we
2: it to be. Can That's dream
0: what a I want. dream. <laughs> yeah. And uh, one thing we'd like to know here is some funny and embarrassing stories because we like to hear the real nitty gritty here, like, like keeping it real. So, have you got a particularly funny or embarrassing story you would like to share with the nation?
3: <laughs> mm, yeah, I mean, Ori is just quite a character. Anyway, we've got a, so a couple of the stories. I think there's a lesson to be learned in these stories, and they are that you cannot turn your back for even 10 seconds. <laughs> the first thing was Christmas Day. You'd gone out to see some of your family. I was on my own. I'd been, like, prepping some of the food and getting us ready for Christmas to go, like, go over to my parents. And I thought, Ariana's set up nicely with some new toys. I think I've got a quick window to shower. Um, and so I'd set Ariana up with her new whiteboard and her... Like neon pens to colour in on the whiteboard and she seemed really engaged and I thought this is great and I kind of left the shower door ajar so I could just check on her a little bit I went, I quickly showered I was very fast but I did realise at a certain point I couldn't actually see her anymore she'd moved slightly out of the visible gap I had of her and when I came out of the shower um, she presented her bright pens to me and said something about Pipsy or Hipsy she says, Hipsy is a dog and I thought oh the dog found a dog and she had used her brightly coloured neon new pens to colour in the dog. She had no longer <laughs> stayed on the whiteboard and um, Pipsy's the little dog, is a kind of blondie colour and so a, t- t- a perfect canvas, yeah yeah, 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 quite, quite neutral ground <laughs> for colouring. And so, yeah, Pipsy was neon um, and it she seemed she'd stayed still for the whole thing because she had, from the top of her head, down her back and even around her tail, was brightly coloured. Um, ori was quite pleased with her handiwork, and Pipsy just lay wagging her tail, letting me admire her new coat. Wow! Um, we didn't have time to wash the dog, so later on the date, Stefan did have to walk Pips, and <laughs> had a few, I would have loved few nice. few seen
2: Yeah, from walking the down the street with the dog, bright pink and orange. Yeah, <laughs> it was quite questionable. <laughs> Nobody
1: called the RSPCA. It's fine.
0: Thankfully, no, no. <laughs> no. Did it wash off? Is the main question.
1: Yes. Or is she
3: still pink and uh, No. Eventually, we did manage to wash all Pips' coats.
0: Wow. Well, what yeah. a sweet
1: dog. That's good. Very that's,
0: amenable.
2: That, that's Very... definitely up there on, yeah, on good, good first on... questions. Yeah, that uh... could win on the ometer. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's good. Come on, can you beat that, Stefan? I don't know if I can beat it, but there was a time where we, we put Ari <laughs> to there. sleep. It's up there. We put Ari to sleep and she can fidget like anything. Yeah. And we would always go to bed and we will go, right, we'll check on her and just make sure she's okay. Because normally she'll do a whole 180 and her head's at the bottom end oh, and her yeah. feet are there. And we went up and was like oh she's not in bed so we went to our room and checked and she was like she's not got out of bed and gone into our room so it was like where is she and then we went back into her room and could just hear a little noise and was like that's coming from under the bed and <laughs> she a bit. Okay. got off her bed crawled under her bed and was just tucked up in a little bowl, sleeping. She was asleep. Just so. completely asleep, oh.
3: folded completely in half, oh. and tucked right to the back harness. I, I think she'd done it in her sleep. Um, oh, wow. But we, you couldn't see an inch of her, and we were quite worried for a minute. Like. Because
2: we thought, where has yeah, she, she gone?
3: But she, and, this, and it's happened since. She's just done certain things where she, in the night, she moves so much that she slips out of bed and then ends up travelling around the room, and we find her somewhere completely different, all folded up. Um oh, wow. half
2: on the bed and half on the floor.
3: I guess
0: she's yeah. asleep. And she's safe then, yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. it, don't you? That's yeah. that's, that's Just, a, that's at least you know one. where to look for her now if you can't find her. Yeah, it. That, yes. did, that, that is that was very a, sweet. It's was a panic <laughs> for you, wasn't it? Yeah,
3: Fantastic. Oh wow, bless
1: her. So awesome. Ori, so this leads us beautifully into our next question, because yeah. uh, yes. she's got Down Syndrome, yes. what would you say would be the main blessing of having to parent a child with additional needs? Apart from finding them under the bed, in the corner <laughs> of the room, in a ball and asleep. Um,
2: for me, it's pretty simple. Um, and most people probably have already heard it that children or people with Down syndrome are very loving and caring. Mm-hmm. And for me, Aria is that and more. She's always smiling, happy and wants to give you a cuddle. So I would say that is a real blessing mm-hmm. because, yeah, no matter what, she can put a smile on your face.
3: Big Fantastic, smile, isn't she? Yeah. yeah, she is very usually very lovely company, although she's quite strong headed, also. So, you know, she still <laughs> have those. Th- this is what I want to do, I don't care if you don't want me to, yeah. But for me, I think what being in the kind of like world of additional needs parenting, one thing I didn't expect, um, to kind of be something that I take away from it so much is just how you. Sort of consider, you have to consider differently what what matters in life, what you're going to prioritise, mm-hmm. sort of the fit that society has of a, mm-hmm. this is a successful mm-hmm. life, this is what we're going to work towards. That doesn't always really fit for an additional needs child and it could make them look unsuccessful. Yeah. And actually, do I want to measure her up to a framework which isn't built for her? And for me personally, stripping away what society wants from us, what do I believe actually matters in life? Mm. When I look back at the Bible, what do I believe is something that we should prioritise? And actually, by some of those measures, she could definitely be successful. When you look at living generously, sharing time with yes. others, loving others well, you know, d- just different values maybe to what is kind of put on children at school, typically by our culture. Um, so that's something that has challenged some of the things that actually... Maybe I found it quite easy to do well at school and think about certain careers and just follow the mould of this is a successful Western sort of life. Mm. Um, And I never really had to challenge that with myself because it worked for me. And now with parenting a child where maybe that doesn't work, it's quite freeing to be able to strip back some of those things and really think about, no, let's start from scratch. What really does matter in life? What are we taught to value from the word and not just taking on all these current cultural expectations. So for us, I think for me that's been something that I have found mm. quite freeing, just getting to re evaluate all of that completely so that we can set Ariana up for success, maybe in a way that's different to what other people think of as success.
1: I, I think that. I think that's so important just yeah, for goodness. everybody who's mm. saved, just to question, you know, where what are you building your life on? Yeah. the yeah. The, the, the structures and expectations of the world. Or, yeah. or what the word says you know and that's just yeah the fact that you're questioning and and re and what is important in life is just it's a lesson for us all isn't it so yeah that's yeah. really good
0: so, I guess having a child with additional needs can bring different challenges can't it every child yeah. has their challenges and they're you know parenting in itself is yeah. <laughs> something we don't come with a rule book but are there any specific challenges that you could share with us related to with your family that you've you faced in your world yeah. as a family
2: Do you want to answer?
3: Well, you said sort of like you were thinking about hospital visits, weren't you? You find that challenging. And I think it's it's almost like the practical aspect of that, which links into what I was on a bigger point. I was just saying the time. When you have a child with additional needs, it tends to take more time it takes them longer to learn things so you take longer to get through certain stages you also are spending longer teaching them those things so for instance meal times take us so much longer because she won't always load her fork and feed herself we have to do that so you can't be you know another five-year-old you might be able to eat at the same time as they're eating but actually with Ami that's quite Mm. hard it's sometimes easy to do her meal first and then as a separate one she had to have foods of a certain texture so we were having to cook separate meals for her and then on top of that um getting her ready in the morning, you know, following instructions, that all needs a lot more of our involvement. It all takes a lot longer. So just getting dressed but because she's less independent and it's chances are she will get there, but she would get there in a few more years. Whereas the children have been able to be playing independently and doing things already. So it's kind of the day to day takes us a lot longer tasks mm. take longer anyway. And then on top of that, we have to invest more time kind of coaching her in the right direction, hand holding her and things. And then even the things like sleep, she has much more broken sleep related to her diagnosis. And so just, I feel like our time is swallowed up very easily with the same few tasks that other people manage to complete in a lot less time. Yeah. And obviously we still have to do all the same things as every other family. So it is a juggling act trying to fit in just the normal day-to-day tasks. And then on top of that, squeezing in hospital appointments or yeah. medical visits, extra sort of therapies, or, you know, it's it's just a bit of a it can feel a challenge.
1: What were you saying about the hospital appointments? It? Yeah, so,
2: well, they've they've calmed down now, but mm. at the start, it was near enough back-to-back hospital visits daily. Yeah, and most
3: of it just for monitoring, really, which is yeah. great, but it's just a cost on your time, isn't mm. it? So it's
2: just a case of really, like, working it around work and yeah. actually then trying to go, right, well, I've got to be at this hospital one day, I've got to be at this hospital yes. another day. And it was just, it was never just a simple, oh, we'll... Go to one hospital and they can do three different checks. It was a yeah. case of, no, come back tomorrow. Oh, come back the next day. Come back the next day. Yes. And it was just mm. a lot of to and fro and yeah. back and forth when actually there wasn't the time to be doing it. Mm. It could have been, I don't know, they probably could have just structured it better, um, which would have made it easier yeah. for us, really, I suppose. Yeah. With everything that we had probably on our plates, at, as, you know, as the initial diagnosis kind of... Mm was settling in with this, but then to kind of be out and about and Mm -hmm. going back and forth to hospitals was just a bit much. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: So when things get a bit challenging, which you've alluded to a little bit there, what Bible verse would you turn to, or is there one that you have in the forefront of your mind that that you like to use or that, that, that rings a particular bell for you?
3: Yeah, I've always said it's the Psalms 139 verse 13. I'll just bring it up because that one. So it says, You formed my innermost being, Mm. shaping my delicate inside and my intricate outside. Wove them all together in my mother's womb. I thank you, God, for making me so mysteriously complex. Everything you do is marvellously breathtaking. It simply amazes me to think about it. How thoroughly you know me, Lord. You even formed every bone in my body when you created me in the secret place carefully skillfully shaping me from nothing to something you saw who you created me to be before i became me <clears throat> before i'd even seen the, before i'd ever seen the light of day the number of days you planned for me was already recorded in your book and i think just you know when you oriana's diagnosis anyway was um was a surprise to us it wasn't one we knew about Mm. before we gave birth so we had ariana and then the diagnosis came about 10 hours later so just the reassurance of that verse and the comfort that she was already known to god and that he took his time forming her and shaping her and knitting her together and you know just to know that she was still no matter what society, what values society might place on her, she was valued and loved and thought about and cared for by him and she was known to Mm -hmm. him and it's just that reassurance of it might have been a surprise to us but this wasn't a surprise to God and that her life is still carefully mapped out and she was still carefully put together and For me, the longer we spend with her, the more we get to know her as she grows older, the more I think this child isn't something of me. This isn't someone that I could have dreamt up with. I could never have imagined to put her together like this. Her personality or just... She definitely feels to me like this is God's creation. Mm -hmm. And so I just... I love that verse because when the challenges come up or things just feel a bit like, oh, is this? Mm. You know, I think as a parent of a child with additional needs, there are more possibilities for things maybe going in a slightly more negative direction. Sometimes there's more they tell you, oh, there's more like more risks of this, or you're more likely to have this complication, or they, well, their life expectancy is only yes. to this or whatever. So it's just great to have something so reassuring yeah. to basically anchor yourself on.
1: Yeah, so identity isn't it, I was yeah, saying yeah. anchor yourself, we right. have an identity and it reminds us all just who are, what our identity is and, and who we are to God, isn't it? He, yeah. It's just amazing and in a, in a world where identities are just floating all over, you know, all over the place, yeah. aren't they? And they're so varied and, and so weak, it's yeah. wonderful to, to just be reminded of that, yeah. which is fantastic. Yeah.
0: How would you say your faith has helped you? Um, in your role as a parent in this, you know, has that, you've talked a bit obviously through that yeah. verse, but has it helped in other ways as well?
2: Yeah, I think for me personally, it was just the fact that there were so many unknowns when Ori was born, mm-hmm. um, such as having holes in her heart. Yeah. We were told within the first six months she would have to have open heart surgery, Whoa. and it was just a case of. Trusting God and, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, just praying that things will be okay and she's fine now and mm-hmm. she's not had to have open heart surgery, Amazing. so amen for that because yeah. mm-hmm. that yeah. was something that, yeah, we was initially told as soon as she puts on enough weight, it's happening. It's happening. Yeah. And wow. we went and they checked him and was like, no, she's okay. We'll keep going and we'll monitor it again in a couple more months. And we went back again and they were like, no, no need to do anything. She's putting on weight. She's not struggling. We'll just monitor it again. And these months, well, these checks originally were like every three months. And now it's every year.
0: Wow.
2: So Every three months, wow.
1: And that's just another additional yeah. Yeah. hospital visit, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, so. Praise God
0: on that. Yeah, yeah. for, for nice me, just
2: being able to lean on God and putting trust in him to... Yeah you know, make sure she's okay and that she's strong enough without it. Yes. And as I said, yeah, she's five and she's not had to have it, so. Yeah, that's wonderful.
0: That's
1: fantastic. And so as she's growing up, you know, your your heart would be that she would connect with God and have a faith as well. Yeah. So what, um, what, in what sort of ways or how does a child with additional needs sort of affect and, you know, how can that help them connect with God? Um in some sort of roles, with their sort of sensory experiences and things like that, how have you sort of introduced that with Ari?
3: I think with children, anyway, they can—they just can go rogue, can't they? In terms yeah. of like, they don't have—we have this kind of expectation of this is how a connection with God should look. This yeah. is how I should go about it. This is the proper way. This is the expected route. Children don't have that. They're just this children little... in general don't have that. But yeah. <laughs> yes,
1: <exactly.
3: laughs> and so, when I yeah. think even more so, children with additional needs, because there's like a. They're often neurodiverse. Neuro so there's like the diversity of children with all their creativity and their out the box thinking. And then on top of that, you've got a child who's even less typical. And I just think there's an, like, you know, that's something to be celebrated almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and like you say with the whole sensory thing, they might not be as verbal, their sort of processing and understanding of things might not be quite as fine tuned as the typically developing child their age oftentimes it's more about feeling and sometimes that can become overwhelming for children and we you know you're trying to regulate them but I think that whole feeling being able to feel so much is a huge benefit surely to a child with additional needs because I think they must be able to feel a lot of God um, and and just being able to celebrate that really just that kind of how children are like that they're very much able to they don't have to conform to how we think a relationship and a connection with God should look and just allowing them to do that with their own sort of yeah, expressing their feelings and things. Um, mm. I was, we were reading the Easter story to Ori sort of just a little bit every day. Okay. And I'd chosen a Bible that she's got a little toddler one, which is the, the story is very condensed and short and it would have been over in sort of a few minutes. And I chose to go with a Bible that I know she probably won't really get as much. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot more text to just one picture. So she can't really see the picture to get an idea and she's very visual. So she yeah. wasn't able to follow the pictures to get a sense of the story. And I was just breaking it down we're doing a little bit each day. Um, and there were a lot of themes in there that I know aren't familiar to, or like we've not really covered much depth and different things with her. And we started, we started where um, Jesus goes to the garden. And as I began to start reading the story to her, knowing that she probably wouldn't really get much of it, but just wanting to introduce some of the the story and the themes. Mm-hmm. And I like to sort of shoot a bit higher sometimes than yeah, yeah, what guess, she yeah. understands, give her something to grow into. And as I started reading, she said, mummy, a big hug mummy a big hug and I hadn't really okay. started reading that much and I thought I don't think this is my tone of voice or the picture because the picture was like I say it was only one picture to all this text yeah. and it was I really felt like she was feeling something she might not be able to understand the story but God was still able to share something of the feeling of the tone in this you know over the couple of days where we were reading about everything Jesus was going through in preparation for his death those days she wanted a hug she kept asking to sit on my knee and we were, we were doing it at the dining table because it was with breakfast so it's not typically somewhere where she would mm-hmm. normally ask to sit on my knee mm-hmm. we sat on our separate chairs and I just really felt this was a feeling that she had yeah. from God he was yeah. making the story accessible to her He was the words were a bit above her the pictures were a bit beyond her mm-hmm. but he was still able to make it accessible to her in a way that I couldn't and he obviously gave her this feeling that she could there was something about it that she sensed she yes. just wanted to sit with me and have comfort, yeah. she sensed yeah. some of the sadness and the grief around that and I, I really believed that that was God making, yeah. you know, connecting with That's her making amazing. it accessible in a way that the book hadn't really, yeah. you know, yeah. at, at this age it wouldn't, so. It's
0: uh, spirit to spirit isn't it? Yeah. It's like God's spirit, he wants to communicate with her, he loves yeah. her and he, he wants a relationship with her no matter what way she can communicate best yes. he, knows, he knows her better than you do like you were saying with that verse yes. I guess he knows the way that she will understand his love for her and feel the stories feel the truth of the word in a different way that we than we might as adults yeah anyway so I think you know it's just wonderful isn't it knowing that God has a heart for all all of us and that we have so much to learn from them don't we I just think with that you kind of get Mm -hmm. a revelation from her of what God's saying in a story in a way that you probably wouldn't have perceived yourself you know so you've got things to learn from her as well as give to her
1: God is so awesome in how he communicates and in his love for us that gets communicated in so many different ways, in a mm-hmm. sense, in a feeling, yeah. in something you see in, in the in the world around us through a Bible verse or yeah. a, a thought that he puts in our mind. There's so many creative ways that God communicates to us because we yeah. th- often think about it's hearing yeah. and it's about vocabulary and words, but it, it's not. Yeah. Yes, there's, so there's so many so. different ways about doing it and and yeah. God knows how to bypass to get to somebody's spirit yeah. and it, and it shows yeah. how... God is talking to our spirit, isn't he? He's not talking to our minds so much. He's talking to our souls. He's talking yeah. to our being. That's right. And that's, yeah. just, that's yeah. just amazing, isn't it? Yeah.
3: And I think sometimes adults or even typically developing children who are quite good at problem solving and rationalizing you can try and over rationalize yes, things that yeah, says, time. well that couldn't be because you know that wouldn't make sense because da, 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 da. And your mind
1: gets in the way yeah, of, absolutely of and i think
3: you know that must that surely there's a beauty in that for a child with additional needs if they're not trying to problem solve everything and rationalize yes. stuff because that's you know they're much more focused on feeling and sense like sensory things and everything in the moment i think that could be a great. Bonus to their their connection with Absolutely. God because there's the, there's that extra layer that some of us are putting
0: in the way yeah. and they maybe not being inhibited by that. God says, "Come like a child, doesn't he?" Yeah. And you think, yeah, pure and simple, uncomplicated. Here I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> take mm. it, as, take it, you at your word. It's amazing. Yeah. Isn't it? Are mm. there any other ways that you have helped you know connect her with God and things in your home? So of everyday, everyday everyday life, things in everyday life, times
1: and routines and yeah, any sorry. specific things that you've tried mm. and.
2: Her kind of like routine at the moment is when she gets up for breakfast she'll pray for her breakfast mm-hmm. um and then throughout the day it depends what day it is really, I suppose, but if yeah general day today Monday to Friday would be yeah she'd pray for her breakfast, pray for her dinner at home, um normally her prayer at dinner time would be for all the friends and teachers that she's seen at school. Um it might even be family members that she actually wants to see as well. Um she'll pray for those. Um Pray that she's
1: gonna yes, it's like dropping a <laughs> I yeah. need to see <laughs> this Amazing. family in that yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> We pray like that
2: all the time. <laughs> um and then again at bedtime like we'll read her her school book, mm-hmm. but we'll also read a couple pages from the Bible. Yeah. Um and then again we'll pray um before she goes to sleep. Um so that's kind of like a Monday to Friday. But then if it's like the weekend or something like that, um then there'll be like worship songs on, and mm. you've probably seen at church, or we'll happily get up at the front <laughs> and want to dance and wiggle a around, dancer. wiggle around. Um, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, she's, she's the same at home. She'll be dancing, she'll be singing, she'll get us involved, she'll yeah. get Barry involved. Yeah, totally. And it. Yeah. yeah, sometimes she just completely takes over. She knows what songs she wants and she will sing them at the top of her voice. And is she
1: operating touchscreens to find the songs yet, or not quite?
2: Uh, so it'll be on YouTube, and then she'll um, find it. And... and at the end of a song, it will like give you a list of like what songs are to kind yeah. of come, yeah. come next. And she'll be like, "I want this one, I want this one," and she'll tell you what so the song. So she's off. She's yeah. off with the task. Uh, yeah, she's she basically is. a
0: worship leader, really.
2: Isn't <laughs> <it>? <laughs> yeah.
3: But because we know that's something that she really connects with is music yeah. and dance. You know, we're fortunate that now there's so many songs with kind of like Bible verses in or biblical principles and themes that you can play those songs, and she's able to because that's something that she really picks up more easily than other things yes. you know that's just something that she can do to help her with certain it'll bring certain verses to mind because she knows a song about them and choruses and things so um that's something that kind of is it ties into her personality her strengths and, and character but it's something that helps her maybe connect and have that just learn more about god than say like where another child might be able to read the bible stories themselves she's yes. obviously she's not able to do that so having these songs and her being able to sort of dance and worship that way that's yeah. Just a way that she
0: can connect that's true to her character. Yeah, I love that. And I guess with additional needs, there's a, there's a whole community, like you're saying, around each type of additional need has a lot of communities, there's a lot of overlap. But are there, is there anything you can use today to sort of raise your aware, our awareness of, as parents who haven't got children with additional needs? Can you sort of raise your, the profile of something in particular that you think would be really helpful for, for all of us to be aware of when we're meeting families? with
2: children
3: yeah um yeah well we we both had a bit if i think we thought it's a tricky one and it's probably not a an easy answer because it doesn't the whole answer is there isn't an answer in terms of if you've (laughs) met one child with additional needs you have only met one child with additional needs i can't tell you this is ariana and therefore this is what all the other children with down syndrome will be like this is how to approach them this is how to they'll how how they'll like you to interact with them because what we've learned from going to multiple stay and play groups and mixing with all sorts of children with different needs is they are also different even though they may have the same diagnosis um some of the children we see with autism behave in one way and then you know one of their other peers Mm -hmm. with autism behaves in a totally different way has different preferences and different you know one of them really loves strong sensory feedback the other completely hates it um Mm or quite verbal for her Not not for her age, but for compared to some of her other peers with Down syndrome, and she's got other peers her age who are pre-verbal still, but they're much more competent with their gross motor skills. So I guess the only something we would like to raise awareness is is actually just as you would just because you know one little boy with blonde hair, you don't know what all the little boys with blonde hair are like. So still, just take each individual as as an individual when you meet them. Still take time to find out about their preferences, their strengths, things that they might like more support with. and just yeah see past their diagnosis yeah. i guess take the time to get to know them on an individual level yeah so when
1: somebody's first meeting ori for the first time you, you'd say i suppose it's just the question is is like you say see the person behind don't just to look at the, at the yeah, try, yeah. so we just try and engage because i'm thinking some people some people stand back and they think oh yeah. well, i don't want to say the wrong thing yes i don't want to do the wrong thing yes. so i'll do nothing yeah. And then that's the wrong thing. What would you say to somebody who's like a bit nervous or doesn't want to do the wrong thing and then being over polite? What would you say yeah. there?
2: For me personally, I'd rather someone just ask. Yeah. Um, I've got no problem talking to people and having a conversation. So yeah. for me personally, if you're unsure, ask. Yeah. I'll, me personally, I won't find it offensive um, because if you don't ask, you won't learn. Yeah. So. And you don't, if somebody's yeah. genuinely trying and they make yeah. a mistake...
1: You see that, do you? Yeah. I, guess it's
3: friends, I, think, I think I <laughs> think it's tricky nowadays because there's so much emphasis put on the correct language, and you yeah. don't say this, don't do mm. that, do. And I think that can be paralyzing for some people because they don't want to put their foot yeah. wrong but i think that's a challenge to to parents of children with additional needs is to not take offence unnecessarily see the heart mm. behind what someone is trying to do if are they trying to genuinely find out a bit more about your family and yeah, your yeah. child mm. or are they looking for a reaction if are they trying to be provocative and if they're not i think extend grace if they've mm. worded something clumsily um like, you know, now we know that you're not meant to say, oh, she's a Downs child. You say, oh, she's a girl with Down syndrome. You put, you know, there's just certain wording that seems a bit more gentle. But if someone described her as, oh, a Downs child, but they were trying to ask about her in a, you know, because they were wanting to support her, I think as a special needs parent, you know, I would encourage other people to approach us or approach children with additional needs, make the effort, make them feel included and loved. But as a parent of a child with additional needs, also just check yourself, are you taking offence unnecessarily? Are you choosing to kind of pick an issue with something when someone maybe is just Mm. trying to, to do better for themselves yeah. and by all means educate as you go along and say actually we prefer to refer to yeah. it this way yeah. but i just think you know also that we need to extend grace and make sure yeah, we're yeah. not taking offense at things mm. that there was no harm meant yeah. um because it is so easy to say the wrong thing yeah. not just for children you know there's so many things now where there's a correct way of saying things mm-hmm. and actually you're not always up no, to speed no. with that and no. it's easy to get left behind because it changes quite regularly also so yeah. um yeah like Stefan says We're personally, like, very open to people asking questions Mm. and um, we can always try and gently, oh, actually, this is how she prefers to be spoken about or or whatnot. So, yeah, just having that open dialogue, I guess, Mm. and just
0: not being intimidated by the subject is great. I think one thing you're brilliant at, Abby, is championing the Down syndrome community, aren't you? And educating people on how we can all just love Ori as she is and how we can help support you as a family how we can understand what her you know her situation is and how we can all work with you and support you and i think i love that because you're really passionate about educating and informing so that we all are equipped to Mm. to know how to support her and you know i think we've talked about things at church haven't we about ways we can help in the groups on a sunday And are there any things like that with like the church community how we can support a family with additional needs in this setting
2: I think inclusion, like mm-hmm. I've, I've mentioned, I think mm-hmm. when I was talking to Alex the other day when he came to collect the car from work, <laughs> I said the fact that we do, you know, the Super Saturdays, um, we do the inclusion Sundays. Mm-hmm. That for me is what I think the church does really well mm. to help any family with additional needs because there's sign language, which again. For Ori, she probably will know a lot of the actions Mm. rather than the actual words that are actually being spoken or sang about. Yeah. So I feel happy that, you know, Ori can literally stand at the front and watch Alex or watch Fiona. love doing those actions.
1: They're great. The Macintosh action. Yeah, do
2: the actions Mm. to the songs that we're singing. Um, And I think, yeah, the fact that, you know, other families can come Mm. and, again, we'll talk. About if it's too loud, you can go to the back, and there's different sensory areas and things like that. I think that is a big benefit, Mm -hmm. and it's amazing
1: when because Fran often does that part. Fran's done that part a couple of times, hasn't she? And. And I don't think you realise how important some of those things are, just thinking of everybody yeah. and everybody's needs. It's just yeah. just being aware, just being thoughtful, yeah. just being loving, isn't it? Yeah,
3: Richard. making uh, a seat at the table for someone that might yeah. not I've I invited one friend once from that came to this like this Wednesday group that we did for young children with additional needs. And when I said, oh, you know, we can come to church and there's a little group, in there, and I explained about how they're set upon a Sunday. And she basically, she asked if her son would be allowed, would he be mm. welcome, would they want him there? Mm. Mm. Because that was kind of like her that's how she went into most situations. Would yes, my, will yeah. my child be wanted? Will yes. they be? Will there be room for them? Will there be a seat at the table for yeah. them? And there'd been occasions where obviously there hadn't been. No, mm-hmm. you know, we don't have a one-to-one. No, he's too high, he's yeah. too demanding. Yeah. We're not gonna be able to do this. Oh no, because he doesn't sit well enough. And just, I think the fact that we're making that space for people and kind of just saying, come as you are, if it's too loud, yeah. go here. If they need to yeah. be near the front to be engaging more, go here and, and just kind of giving them that space, I think, Inclusion, we see it in the Bible with Jesus, don't we? Yeah. He time and time again mm. made space for people who society maybe were a bit wary about getting to know or didn't, you know, they were just on the peripheral of social situations and things. And I just think that's a really practical way to be Jesus to families.
1: Yeah. Mm. I suppose the church, as, a, as, as the church, we're trying to get better at reflecting God. We are the body yes. of Christ and we want to reflect who He is. And, and yeah. hopefully, we're, we're all getting a little bit together. Yeah. We're all learning yeah. to, to get a little bit better at that, which is one, you know, one of the reasons we're doing these podcasts. So it's, yeah. it's, that's what I find. It's just lovely just, to, just for everybody to learn together yeah. um, about reflecting who Christ is, mm-hmm. is wonderful.
0: That's right, yeah. Yeah. And... Have you got three key points to kind of wrap up today? You can ask them
1: to summarise everything they've said. <laughs> well,
0: anything else that you have another chance to say? Because probably like we could talk for hours. I'm sure there's loads of layers we could pick apart. They've said so many You've wonderful things. Which is great. So. But could you pick like three key things that you would want to share with a family with additional needs of child about connecting with God? You know, the three top tips or key points that you'd like to share with them. <sighs>
2: it's very good.
1: <laughs> He's trying to remember it,
3: I think almost like for Ori exposure, mm-hmm. we don't always know what she will be able to sort of soak in like a little sponge, and what will take her hard like longer and be a bit harder for her to grasp. So we just try and expose expose her to as much of you know being able to hear and feel and connect with God as possible. So kind of like worship songs at church, allowing her to take part in the worship, coming to the children's groups, um, sort of quiet sensory areas in the church for just maybe being calm, listening, mm. embracing some of those feelings that we talked about when I said, you know, some of the things she might have been feeling whereas we were reading stories, faith-filled songs. So just, yeah, just basically trying to fill the environment as much as possible.
1: I think with, with, with that, that as well, because we've been doing, some of our Sunday mornings have been more all-age and all-inclusive. Yeah. It, it, we, we, we say all-inclusive because we're thinking of children with additional needs, but actually all-inclusive... Goes in every direction yeah, to every type of person, and the mm-hmm. creative ways that we do things in different sensory ways actually affects so many other people I in so it many helpful. different ways. Yeah, <laughs> I see what I mean? It, it, yeah. it is. It's we we you, we're trying to go in one direction, but actually, God is using it in so many other ways, isn't he? So yeah, yeah, no, that's And I think that's
3: probably true for the the three points I've jotted down. Is that actually they're probably they would be relevant to any child yes. or any adult. Um, and I think that's probably a big takeaway as well, that actually there's nothing necessarily that's, special for the special needs parenting it, most of it is just stuff that you would apply to any child yes. to make them feel loved to make them feel valued to make them feel part of a church to allow them a connection with God so it's just yeah. things that maybe we have to put a bit more emphasis on but yeah. it's not we're not doing anything revolutionary anything mind-blowing anything that's not been talked about by other parents so yeah I think most of the parents would say that about trying to fill their environment with as many Sort of God-filled things as possible to give the child every opportunity to connect yeah. with whatever bit sort of catches their yeah. their ear or their heart in that moment. So that yeah, that's mini would be, point one. Yes, that yeah. mini <laughs>
2: one. the other one would be just pray for pray to God to ask them ask Him to meet them where they are. Yeah. So in their kind of environment, in their need, in their feeling, in their mm. situation, whether you know, like you say, if they're non-verbal then, you know, touch their heart or their ears and just trust that God will be be able to actually speak to them in ways that we probably think, oh, they're not going to get it Mm. or they don't understand, but Mm. God created them. He knows. I
1: suppose when you first had Ori, that's what you were doing. Yeah. Because you weren't... Experts, when you know, yeah. were well, you? You've had to learn this on the way, yeah. And that's yeah, you so, were praying, God, help
2: me to, yeah, yeah. yeah so, yeah,
3: this is they were every, designed for connection, weren't they? Yeah, so, and
2: everybody's different, not just yeah. the children yeah. or a special needs, you know, child. Yeah. So, it, again, it's not something we would go out of the way to do, it's pray for God to meet mm. anybody, mm. Yeah. in you know, any situation or any way that they would feel that connection or want that connection from Him. So I'd say that would be a point just to yeah, yeah good.
3: keep praying for your child yeah for them to have that relationship. Um, and I think the final one, which is maybe more geared towards additional needs parenting, I think you be- you get so used to having to do so much for them, you kind of it just becomes second nature to oh I'll I'll do this to make it more accessible. I'll do this to make it more accessible. And I'm always used to so you know just going that step ahead to already prepare the way. And I think actually there's a it's just good to don't try and do this for them mm-hmm. how I would do it like I say mm-hmm. it wouldn't necessarily be how a child would do it and how Ori would do it and how God would have his connection with God so I think it's there's a lot to be said for kind of stepping back giving them the space to be yeah. themselves giving them the space to experience what they're experiencing meet God in their own way and yeah. just not kind of making it hard work for yourself by interfering and trying to direct their prayers or trying to oh no Ari, i think we've not prayed for this now pray for this. you know just yeah. let them go with their their own thoughts that whatever the holy spirit is speaking to them about just let them have their space to do whatever they need to do they're designed for connection and just trust that god is wanting to connect with them yeah. and this isn't necessarily something that you need to force and direct yes. and discipline and it, you know just just let them have their freedom, let them express that in their own way and receive that in their own way because it could be very different to how maybe a typical child would or how you would. And I think when you're just so used to going into overdrive to make everything accessible, this is one of those things that you can probably just rest and hand it over to God, trust that he will connect with them, give them their space to just receive and have that connection with him really.
2: Love that. That's kind of like when we pray with Ori, she will pray first and sometimes we don't even understand some of the stuff she's saying. No. But God does. Yeah. Yes. He does. We don't so need to kind of. We don't need to yeah. then kind of like we was saying, like redirect what Ari's saying. Yes. Then go. Oh no! Don't pray for that. Like say this or say that. Yeah.
3: Did you mean this? Is this what yeah. you're trying yeah. to yes. say? Yeah. It's just because we did of do that. For, I certainly did that on the way to school. I'd be like, should we pray for such and such? And then she'd sort of say that. And I was like, oh, well, you just pray for? And I thought, actually, I don't need to know what she was yeah. praying for. She can do that all by herself. Just between and her God and God. Can, yeah.
1: Mm. One, yeah, one thing space. we got from the Parenting for Faith course that BRF um, do was that, that if, if a child has heard from God or is praying a prayer, don't, this is for any child, don't yeah. try and be God and interpret it for them yeah. Yeah. because the Holy Spirit can do that yeah. Yeah. and yeah. if if 24 hours 48 hours later they haven't had an answer, they're struggling a bit with it, then then step in and support but if we step in immediately we're, we're reducing what the Holy yeah. Spirit can do in them. Yeah. So what you're saying there is, is, is wonderful,
2: isn't it? Yeah, Fantastic. So, so yeah, Ori will do her prayer and then she'll, depending on who's there at the time, she'll be like, daddy's turn or mummy's turn and nice. then we will pray.
3: But yeah, um, we're just trying to give her that space really to express herself first and foremost. Yeah. So she grows in confidence of who she is, her relationship yeah. with God, how she hears him. And then it doesn't have to be us there facilitating right. everything. And you know, she can have her own relationship with him. So
0: good.
1: Wonderful. So good. Thank you Gosh, so, so much. <laughs> we could spend <laughs> another hour here, but <laughs> yeah, we've yeah. run out of time. But thank you guys. Such a blessing yeah, to really us. And it. Thank I'm you. sure um, this will go down really well and uh, lots of people will be blessed by it. So yeah, thank you thank very you. much. Thank and uh, um, please, anybody that watched today, please remember to like and share it as well. We really love getting the message out from our, um, our parenting podcasts. And um, we'd love to hear any questions that you've got. So forward them to us, put it on the chat, send them through. And um, we've got loads of ideas for future episodes. But if you've got anything specifically you'd like us to cover, get in touch. And that would be fantastic. So um, we've got a Meet the Parents um, webpage on our church, linking from our church website. And you can find things on there as well so wonderful thank you so much for watching thank you so much for for joining us thank you and uh we'll say goodbye